Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. fucking idiot <laughs> anyways oh hello and welcome to drunk dish where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process extremely pickled uh this is episode number 25 <laughs> Woohoo! which is fucking nuts yeah and we're discussing diners and american politics yeah i have no fucking idea what that means can't wait um so kate isn't with us this boo week. This week, I always say week. We don't release. We don't do weekly, weekly. episodes. We do bi-weekly. Well, that's. I mean, that's a goal for people who are more motivated and have more time. I would love to release an episode every week. I would too. Let's be honest, it's not happening. Summer 2020. I'm. I'm putting all of our stuff off. I have a question. Until summer 2020. <laughs> We don't have a question. We'll figure it out. Okay, so I'm Melissa. I'm Amy. I'm having a panic attack. And we don't have a question. <laughs> Kate's not here. Shame on you, Kate. Shame on you. Second episode of the bro. How do you do this to us? Oh, it's because we record two episodes in one night. That's yes. right. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Um. So because we record two episodes in one night, we've already done one episode's worth of drinking. They know. Because we <laughs> say it every second episode. Like, hey, guys. I I like to remind really our good. listeners. All right. I have a question. Okay. Favorite diner food? Ooh. Since we're talking about diners. It's, um, I know mine. Okay. You go first. every diner serves, like, breakfast all day. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's just par for the course. Yeah. And I love, there's a diner that I have nearby that's, like, the diner that everybody goes to. And I get, uh, almost every time, I get Belgian waffle. Mm-hmm. Just butter mm-hmm. and real maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Some And I'll usually get a side of home fries, which yep. is usually a mistake because I eat like four home fries. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's too much food. It's too much. But I eat that entire fucking waffle. Mm. And it's like a big, thick, fill the entire plate Belgian waffle. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. And this particular diner, maybe a year ago. They changed our hours. They're not open 24 hours anymore. Boo. But they do have a full bar. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can like get fucking mimosas with your giant Belgian waffle. Ooh. And it's the tits. Nice. So that's mine. Mine is for sure uh, Belgian waffle. Because you just can't. I've tried to make them at home. You just can't make them. You need the big industrial waffle maker. And the malt. And the malt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I I think that's probably also my choice that with one slight twist. Yes. Um, which is I ate at a diner in Concord about six months ago, which is a second branch of the diner that you hate in the city that you live in. I hate a diner. The Red Arrow. I don't hate the Red Arrow. Oh, OK. No, I mean, Greg's uncle got stabbed outside of it. Yeah. I don't hate just, it. It's just like whenever you want to go there, it's busy. Yeah, it's so fucking busy. And the bathroom's horrible. You got to yeah. walk through the kitchen. I don't hate it, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, But the, the Red Arrow opened a second location in Concord, which is nice because it's like way bigger. Oh, yeah. I way went, more parking. There's one in Londonderry. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know there was one in London. Yeah, it's right too. off the highway, and I've been to that one, and it's great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Red Arrow, like, so we'll talk, up, obviously, our, the whole purpose of this yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Red Arrow is a staple uh, for New Hampshire residents and New Hampshire oh, yeah. politics and primary season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it, it's it's like a very, you go there, not necessarily, I mean, they have good food and stuff, too, but you go there, they like, make, well, the one in to be there. Makes their own Twinkies. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it, they're great. But, Which are so much better than like store-bought Twinkies. Yes. I mean, oh my God. But this, so their Concord location has a new iteration of the waffles, which ha- instead of having maple syrup and butter, have, um, they're just sprinkled with chocolate chips and peanut butter chips and they get all melty. Mm. So that like, it's almost like they're drizzled in mm. peanut butter sauce and chocolate mm. sauce. And it sounds like dessert to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most most breakfast food in America is dessert. That's true. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't argue yeah. with that. I I'm remember, not feeling it, but yeah, it was, I respect your choice. Yeah, it's real good. So I've tried to recreate that a couple times at home. Um, I've almost perfected my Belgian waffle recipe. Mm. Um, Do you have malt? You put it no, in? I you can get it right. Yeah, you so get it from like Amazon or whatever. Yeah, I use I use like real basic cheapo ingredients. Like I use Jiffy mix, like baking mix, not like it's like you can make fucking anything with Jiffy mix. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. owned by a Trump supporter, so I probably shouldn't support them. But yeah, I mean, it's hard because like Jiff like Jiffy makes I feel like generally the best baking mixes. Except for the pizza it's like dough. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in New England. Like yeah. I couldn't find Jiffy Mix in Minnesota like anywhere. Jiffy corn. Wait, what? Yeah. I couldn't find Jiffy That's Mix in Minnesota. Wild. I had it's to so, order it off of Amazon. It's so weird the things <laughs> that you don't know are regional. Yeah. And then you go someplace else and you're like, why don't they fucking why don't they have this thing? This is basic. What the fuck? And yeah. Like, oh, it's only in the Northeast. Yeah. It's that that's a weird phenomenon. But yeah. so like I use Jiffy Mix and then I add like, I follow the recipe, like, where you're supposed to add, like, e- one egg and oil and milk and whatever. But then I add an extra egg, add a little bit extra Ooh. oil. Does that give it more, like, lift? It gives it, it just, it like, more, like, body. Mm. Like, it's, it's like, it's got a richer taste to it. And then I add um, a tablespoon of, or not a tablespoon, two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Mm. Um, you always, always add vanilla extract. All these fucking recipes that don't yeah. have vanilla extract. What are you doing? Yeah. Vanilla extract should be in like everything. And then to like my real issue with making waffles at home is that the outside is never like like has that like slight crisp mm. where the inside is like nice and soft. Yeah. So I then spray the waffle iron with some cooking oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To give it that crisp. So it's like almost there. I got to figure out. I, I mean, I haven't tried adding malt. So it's probably the missing thing. I know that most diner waffles have malt in them. Mm. So that might be it. Yeah. yeah. We haven't used our waffle maker since that time you came over and we were mm. making a bunch of waffles. And then you didn't it, use like, your waffle maker that time. Yeah, because it sparked in the wall. There's still like a burn mark. Ooh. Yeah. So we haven't used it. Maybe throw then. it away. Yeah, we're probably going to. Yeah. We just. <laughs> we just haven't. Yeah. I don't have like I don't have a fancy Belgium waffle waffle maker. It's just like a like a four waffle yeah. waffle maker. But it's nice. I make waffles a lot mm. and I freeze them and then we toast mm. them throughout the week because mm. I'm lazy. No, that's great. Waffles are so good. Yeah. Everybody has to leave the house by like six in the morning. So it's oh like. Oh my God, that's so early. Yeah. We all got to like get up and go. So what? it's nice to be able, except for the kids. My, yeah, that's the whole thing. But anyways. What time do you, why do you, what? Yeah. 
Like, I get up at five and that's too early. Yeah, we get up about five, too. Yeah, but, but I get up five to leave at like, well, I get up at 5.15 to leave at like 10 of seven. <laughs> I need my time. Yeah, that's that you makes know, sense. You think that face just happens? No. I mean, I. It takes time to do. <laughs> if it didn't mean make, waking up before five, I would love extra time but i have to leave by 6 15 oh my god like 6 so 20 early. at the absolute latest you need to stop teaching in this area because yeah it's ridiculous i know anyways so anyways yeah we introduced ourselves right yeah we yeah did. and then i think <laughs> really i made fun of kate not being really here. fucked up guys <laughs> yeah we've had a lot to drink already <laughs> listeners dear listeners sorry uh we love you oh my god these episodes are a mess kate you gotta come back I mean, okay. There's still a mess with Kate here. I right. do want Kate to come back. They're less of a mess. I feel like. I feel like she keeps us more. She's the soberest one. Yes. She keeps us not derailed she on keeps the rails. Us grounded on the rails. Anyways. Okay. So what are we drinking tonight, Melissa? Thank you, Amy. That's me. So tonight we're drinking the All American Dumpster Fire. <laughs> I think I broke Amy. <laughs> this is a drink that I invented to celebrate the fact that we're going through primaries right now. <laughs> I think Amy's dying. <laughs> so, so, like I said, this is called the All American Dumpster Fire, <laughs> uh, and it's got a lot in it. Great. Um, so That's this, what I need is a lot. So this is technically a punch. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is like something they would serve at a party. Mm-hmm. Just make it in a big old bowl and everybody comes and, and drinks it throughout the night. Um, so it's got blue curacao. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> like every like we're on a real blue curacao kick right now. Yeah. Let me tell you. You bought a bottle. and You're like, I got to use this whole thing somehow. Yeah. Uh, it's got white rum, mm-hmm. peach schnapps. Oh, vodka, <laughs> do it. cranberry juice, pineapple okay. juice, orange juice, okay. and then it's topped with Sprite. OK, so you combine all the ingredients except for Sprite in a picture, punch, picture, picture or punch bowl. And then you distribute, di- <laughs> distribute evenly. You got it. You got in it. Red Solo cups. This is very important. All right. <laughs> it's only truly American. If you're like some shitty fucking college kid mm. and you're drinking this shit out of red solo cup. Word. That's the only acceptable serving glass. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't have drink <laughs> history for this again because I made it up, which seems to be a recurring theme. Yep. Well, it's hard to find drinks that are already made that fit our theme. You yeah. know, our topic or yeah. whatever. So anyways, um, since, you know, we're in the midst of the primaries, I thought that... uh. All-American dumpster fire was pretty good. That's perfect. So we're going to take a break and I'm going to make that up and then we'll be right back for some fun kind of like American political booze facts. Cool. Okay. How long has this yogurt been in here? Make yourself at home, Mike. Don't eat the bananas. They're wax. Copy that. Shit news from Nevada. What? Uh, The new votes are tilting heavily toward O'Brien. Apparently most of them are military absentees. Of course. Four Dutton, it all makes sense. No, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Nevada is my state. I'm going to be president. I'm going to be the first elected lady president. I'm going to have a lovely inauguration. Billy Joel is going to sing. So you guys have to stop 
the recount. I'm sorry, what? Stop the count. Right. Shut up, Gary. Ma'am, we can't. I don't care. The train has very publicly left the station uh, and derailed at high speed. No, yeah, stop the count. Ma'am, this would look like a size 14 flip-flop. We really can't. I don't give a fuck. You're going to cancel this recount like Anne Frank's bat mitzvah. Yeah, I'm on it. But I think the DJ already spent the deposit. I'm, I'm on it, right? Yeah, Amy. Yeah. I'm tired of losing things. American politics, am I fucking right? Hmm. All right, and we're back. Woo! Woohoo! Uh, with our drink that Amy pointed out because it's in a red solo cup and it's blue because of the blue carousel that it's red, white, and blue. It's beautiful. Almost like it was planned. Almost. So I'm going to think, so this has one, two, three, four ounces of alcohol in it. Oh. Your average drink has one and a half to two ounces of alcohol in it. You're looking to fuck me up. So, yeah. We can't clink our glasses because it's a red solo cup. I was just going to go. Oh my God, it's so sweet. Oh, my God. It's so sweet. Holy fuck. That's I, sweet for me, Melissa. I didn't, I didn't test this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's so sweet. <clears throat> we can get another can of Sprite and kind of, you know, as it, dilute it. as it goes down, dilute it a little bit. My I God. mean, it's tasty, but like it is sweet. <laughs> this is a more settling color of blue than... Two episodes the last time we used blue. Well, that's because it has a ton of ice in it. Yeah. It's diluted a little bit. It's not dolphin just blue. No. Uh, it's well. it's darker. It's darker. So like I said, <clears throat> I don't have any history for this. So I decided to find some all-American booze facts. Okay. Some all-American booze fun facts. Fun. A lot of these or most of these are from a website called. <laughs> this website fucking cracked me up when I found okay. it. Alcohol, problems and solutions. Wow. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Wow. But it did have these facts and I did check their references to make sure that these were real facts. Wait, you checked the references? I did. I never do that. Really? Mm. Well, I mean, but do you pull stuff from a website called Alcohol, Problems and no, Solutions? No, I always pull stuff from sources i genuinely believe to be like reputable. i didn't check sources anywhere else i just yeah you know, you're just this, like i don't know if i should trust for this, this. specific thing <laughs> so uh thomas jefferson drafted the declaration of independence in a tavern yep so probably drunk that's great mm-hmm. after they finished drafting the u.s constitution the 55 delegates held a party uh they drank eight bottles of whiskey 60 bottles of claret, 54 bottles of Madeira, 22 bottles of port, and 12 bottles of beer, and 8 bottles of hard cider. They also had 7 bowls of alcoholic punch. The bowls were so big that, quote, ducks could swim in them. Damn. That's a party I want to be invited to. fucking lit. I mean, yeah. Uh, Martha Washington coined happy hour. Mm. Um, she began having happy hour every day at three o'clock <clears throat> in the afternoon. She served I'm cocktails until dinner. Nice. Here for it. Uh, President Van Buren was born in his t- parents' tavern. Cool. <laughs> Definitely um, violating some health codes. Mm. Um, hey, it's bit better than being born in a fucking barn. Sure. No. Wow. In a major. Wow, Amy. 
throw in some fucking shade at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not my Savior. <laughs> hey, he seemed like a cool dude. Yeah, he seemed uh, like a real cool dude. Thomas Jefferson was the uh, nation's first major wine authority and promoter, which we've talked about before. Yep. He was real into wine. Yep. In our Waffles and Globalism episode, in which we very briefly talked about waffles and very briefly talked about globals. <laughs> Um, cocktails were sometimes <laughs> drunk in Congress between sessions on prohibition issues. Oh my God, that would seem, that would make Congress <laughs> way more fun. So one of the things I found like was essentially that like freaking bullshit was rampant during prohibition. Like they, they voted for prohibition to, to come into effect, but then like every fucking congressman was just fucking getting lit like every night, which yeah. we kind of talked about. The rich had stores. Harley, we haven't done an episode alcohol. on prohibition, not yet. just prohibition, but we've talked about prohibition a lot. Yeah, and one of the things was that like rich people had enough stores to get fucking lit right. all through prohibition. So like all these congressmen and stuff like. They just stockpiled. Did not affect them at all. So they were all just getting fucking drunk all the Can time. Can you imagine the impeachment proceedings if everyone had been drunk? <laughs> or like the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Would he maybe have been convicted? I don't know. If everyone had been drunk. Can you imagine him, like Brett Kavanaugh drunk, arguing with Amy Klobuchar? No. Uh, I didn't. No, I don't know. So she asked no. him if he had ever drunk to the drink to the point of blacking out. What and he, does that even have to do with anything, though? Because to be fair, because like, I know he claims shit. <clears throat> so he claimed that he he had never raped. Um, oh, he, Christ- he had never raped. <laughs> you would <laughs> just stop right there. <laughs> that he had never raped Christine Blasey Ford. And she said like she like he did. And she had very vivid or had attempted. And he had she had very vivid memories. And yeah. he's just like, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, it didn't so happen. she was saying like, is there the possibility that you, that you were don't blackout remember. drunk and you don't remember doing right. it? Right. And he and his response was, have you? <laughs> like he just yelled Well, I've never been accused of rape. So <laughs> God, so many fucking men in our government. Anyways, we're not going to. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Although this would be the episode to go down that rabbit hole. One of the episodes. We have a couple political episodes. (laughs) So planned. Yeah, we're only slightly political. So um, (laughs) this is a quote from Lincoln. It has long been recognized that the problems with alcohol relate not to the use of a bad thing, but to the abuse of a good thing. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln was fucking like so wise. Was so wise. I love him. Yep. I just wish that he could have lived his life as his flamboyant, amazingly gay self. <laughs> All then I would feel bad for his wife because she like really loved him. And she was suffering. And she like pined after him after he died and like went to like psychics and stuff to talk to his ghost. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fun um, facts from so, history. So here I have several former presidents and their favorite drinks. Okay. So Herbert Hoover Martini. Okay. I mean, Hoover fucking sucks, but Martini, good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Franklin Roosevelt, Scotch Brandy or Dirty Martini. Mm, fucking I can gross. sense that. Yeah. Fucking Dirty Martini. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, he gross. had a mistress and ate hot dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> my boss loves a Dirty Martini. Do you know what a Dirty Martini is? I don't know. So it's a martini where they add the so like they put olives in it, but mm-hmm. then they also add the brine from the olives to oh. the martini, so it gets kind of like a cloudy. Yeah, yeah. it's someone gross. who eats hot dogs and has a mistress would totally like that. Yeah, also like olives are gross, so yeah. you know, unpopular opinion. Um, Harry Truman bourbon mm. that so fucking fits. Yeah, that's so. Fits. I saw I saw a picture of Truman the other day from when he was like in college. 
He's just like sitting in a chair and he's got no shirt on and he's got like a weird fucking hat on. And he just looks like he's going to beat the shit out of you. That wasn't Truman. That was Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa. So I saw. I mean, that makes sense. Teddy saw, Roosevelt was like a stocky dude. So I saw a picture of Teddy Roosevelt the other day from when he was in college. <laughs> and he Different. Looked, and he looked like he wanted to beat your ass. Yeah. Um, okay, Richard Nixon, rum and coke. What a fucking basic bitch. He is a basic bitch. Like, get your shit together. You know what movie I want to watch right now? What? Is that movie with, uh, why can't I fucking think of actresses' names? It's about Nixon, but it stars um, Michelle. It's, um, it's, uh, Michelle Williams. Yep. And Kirsten Dunst. Yes, it's so good. And, and they feed him pot brownies. It's called what is it called? Deep throat. Their deep throat. Yeah, Tricky. their deep throat. What is the it. movie called? I can't remember what the movie's called. Are you gonna look it up? I'm gonna look it up. Okay, so I'll go on. Keep going. Um, Lyndon Keep going. Johnson, Scotch and soda. Yeah, that's Lyndon Johnson. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Gerald Ford, gin and tonic. I love the way Lyndon Johnson was portrayed on The Crown. I don't think I've gotten that far. Oh. I I think after that episode with the mine, Mm -hmm. I I kind of took a break. For the episode. Oh, right. Where he's refusing to, like, come. Yeah, until. Yes, that's right. Until, like, essentially the. Because he's a fucking bitch. And then. They shit talk JFK. And then he's like, I like these people. Princess Margaret, right? Where she's like, oh, JFK's fucking stupid. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're great. Yeah. Which made me really happy because Princess Margaret gets shit on constantly. Yeah. And she's just a fun loving gal, you know? She's hanging on to her I youth. Know. I you know. Yeah, I feel so much for her. She wanted to be queen. And they were like, no. Even though Elizabeth didn't want to be queen. All right. Yeah. Queen sidebar over. Um it's so, so sad. Gerald Ford, Gin and Tonic. President Johnson would write Okay, so this is fucking so bullshit. This is like the epitome of like shitty rich person in okay. the United States. President Johnson would ride around in his Texas ranch on his Texas ranch in an open convertible in hot weather. He drank his scotch and soda out of a large white plastic foam cup. Periodically, Johnson would slow down and hold his left arm outside the car, shaking the cup in ice. A secret service agent would run up to the car, oh, fuck take you. the cup and go back to the station wagon. It slowly followed the station wagon, slowly followed the president's car um, there. Another agent would refill it with ice, scotch and soda as the first agent trotted behind the wagon. Then I'm just the shaking first, my head now. Then the first agent would run to the refill, run the refilled cup up to LBJ's outstretched hand, all while the president's car moved slowly forward. That's so he's just bullshit. fucking driving around slowly and he's like, oh, I'm, you know, DUIing all over the fucking place. Just shaking his glass yeah. and just shaking his cup. So his secret. Oh that's God. not their fucking job, dude. Their job is to make sure you don't get fucking shot and die. That, yeah, that's dumb. Which, shit. by the way, <clears throat> is the only reason you're fucking president. So mm-hmm. maybe you should treat your cer- secret, se- secret service better. <laughs> I got too riled yep. up. So the movie is just called Dick. Dick. Right, 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 right. Dick. It's them when they're like really How many down. times can we say dick? Dick. 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 <laughs> okay. So now we're moving on. There's a picture I'm going to need you to pull up in the drive. Working on it. It's like a map. It's called Drink Chart JPEG. Uh-huh. I have way too many things open. It's Hold called on. Drink Chart JPEG. <laughs> this is from the Washington Post. An article titled, What Your Favorite Drink Says About Your Politics in One Chart. 
Nice. I'm so it's a there. chart that has like obviously Democratic skew to the left, Republican skew to the right, and then the bottom oh. is low turnout for voting, and the top is high turnout for voting. Okay. So based on your favorite, like favorite brand or whatever. <laughs> I'm looking at this now. It's great. Yeah. You'll be like, so like a high turnout for the Democratic side. Like you probably like Prosecco, mm-hmm. which I find hilarious. Yeah. Low turnout on the Democratic side. You probably like Smirnoff Twist, which is like the flavored <laughs> vodka or Seagram's gin, which yep. is fucking trash. So on the Republican high turnout, you have a lot of like whiskey um franzia which is boxed wine (laughs) that means that you're republican and you are high turnout for voting um kalua peppermint this uh, tracks with republicans and democrats i know in my life peppermint shot i can't say schnapps schnapps Schnapps. a wild turkey jim bean johnny walker black and then the people that are less likely to vote on the republican side prefer captain morgan sky vodka Hornitos, mm. Tequila, Jack Daniels, and Malibu Coconut. And Jaeger. Jaeger. Well, so, okay, so I have a couple notes about this. We'll put this on the blog because this, this is this such a great infographic. It's amazing. So, a little bit of summary. So, consumer data suggests Democrats prefer clear spirits while Republicans like their brown liqueur. Liquor, not liqueur, sorry, liquor. Mm-hmm. If you see someone at your New Year's party tonight drinking, tonight, <laughs> it's not New Year's. Your New Year's party <laughs> drinking Kendall Jackson or Robert Mondavi wines, which, by the way, Robert Mondavi wines aren't great. Okay. IMO. Cool. Uh, the person is highly likely to vote and they're likely to vote Republican. Someone who savors a Chateau St. Michel, which I mean, fucking cha- Chateau St. Michel is fucking lit. I've never had the Merlot. This specifically says Merlot and I've never had that. Uh, one of Washington State's top producers or smoking loon, they're likely to cast ballots for Democrats. Okay. Columbia Crest, Ravenswood, Francis Coppola, and Charles Shar, better known as Tubuck Chuck, all produce wines Democrats favor. I love Coppola wine. Yeah. Uh, Fisheye, Bogle, and Franzia, again, the uh, box wine. Mm-hmm. Drinkers are more likely to lean right. I'm confused because Martini and Rossi is on here twice. Is it? Yes. It's okay. B- it, both under the Republican, but for different levels of turnout. Okay, so I see one, like one's almost like directly oh, beneath yeah. the other. Oh, it's so weird. I wonder if they just accidentally because it's the same size circle. Yeah. So I wonder if they accidentally added it twice. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting because I drink things on both sides of this. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But then one of the things is given the relative youth of those involved, people who take shots of Jägermeister and Don Julio Mm. are much less likely to vote on either side. Yeah. So you see like low turnout Mm. fucking Seagram's gin, which is really cheap. Yeah. Uh, Cheap. Cheap. Holy shit. I have a fun story, which I will not. Sidebar. What? Tell us. Oh, okay. I'm pretty much done my segment. Okay. I was going to say, which I will not share, but maybe I will. Of someone I know, I won't say who it is, to protect their identity. Okay, hold on. Can I just say Corbell is on the Republican side most likely to vote? Corbell is the epitome of trash champagne. <laughs> who the fuck? Republicans have bad taste. Is drinking Corbell. You know what? If you're a listener and you drink Corbell because that's what you can afford, I'm sorry. 
I drink whatever someone puts in front right. of me, so I, I really can't I judge. I appreciate you, and you drink what you drink, but I guarantee you, if you had the ability to drink something that wasn't Corbell, mm. you would see that Corbell is sewage. Wow. It's, Them are strong words. I have rich cousins, mm. and they have introduced me to the finer things in life and unfortunately and unfortunately that has made me a bit of a snob well that's why i'm surprised by the corbell on the republican what do they drink they drank vouve vouve clique so is that on here i don't think so Hmm. it's fancy i drink my favorite uh gin is tangeray and it's pretty high on the voter turnout for democrat side Mm. well they drink moe and chandon is like the normal Champagne that they drink, which is funny because it's on the Democrat side. Yeah. I feel like my one of my cousins is more Democrat Coffee than, is on there? than they like to admit. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, there's coffee liqueur, right? It just is coffee. Where? Democrat, lower left. Democrat, lower left. Yep. To the right of Seagram's vodka. <laughs> Above Pinnacle. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just coffee. I, I They got to mean coffee liqueur. I would imagine. You got s- three olives vodka here, Svetka vodka. But you see, definitely, like, with voter turnout, like, there's an increase in price, I feel For like. Sure. Which, like, why aren't, um, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't want to just say poor people. <laughs> what are people that make less? I think it's college students. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Well, but, yeah, they're least likely to vote. Yeah. Because they're just fucking doing shots, living life. And not just that, too. It's harder. It's generally harder for college students to vote. Like in New Hampshire, there's a great voter registration law uh, that makes it really fucking confusing for college students yeah. to be able to register to vote. Well, I saw this year there were a bunch of uh, posts and stuff that were like, if you're a college student, you live in New Hampshire to go to college, mm-hmm. you can vote in the New Hampshire primary. But yeah. I'm sure that doesn't reach. Right. Everybody. So the law the law says you need to have a permanent legal residence in here and student, college students who are going here for college and live in a dorm question whether or not a permanent legal residence applies to them. And we need them. the fucking young people. Yes. We need them. They're yeah. the ones that are fucking <clears throat> changing this whole situation. Because Amy, I hate to break it to you, <sighs> but you and I... We're old. We're not the young people. I know. We're, I came to that realization like two years ago. And there was like this wash of relief where I was like, <laughs> the future of the country isn't on our shoulders. It's not on my shoulders anymore. No, it's on young people. Hey. Yeah, I can deal with my or maybe start to deal with my uh, insane amount of student loan debt and uh, health care debt. Oh, God. And focus on it's bad. Those issues. Hey, guys. Instead of the weight of the world. If you're a young person, you can just hear these fucking solo cups. These solo <laughs> cups make so much noise. Amy, don't do stop. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, I thought it'd be a cool sound I to mean, capture. It is a cool sound. Uh, we're very drunk. Um, <laughs> young people, you're the future. And <laughs> we need you to vote, okay? Did you see the thing about this Washington Catholic school? Sidebar. No. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of these beautiful babies. Okay. Oh, my God. They're little baby activists. Yes. So it's a Catholic school in Washington State Mm -hmm. um, that uh, fired two um, gay gay teachers. teachers. And then the students did a walk. I did see that. They did. First, they did a sit-in. So there's pictures of that of them just fucking filling 
the hallways, mm. which just makes your heart like fucking swell. And then, yeah, they did a fucking walkout and did a protest for these two Aww. teachers because, quote, they uh, what is it? voluntarily resigned or whatever they gave their resignation which is fucking bullshit they didn't give their resignation they got engaged to their significant others Mm -hmm. which happened to the same sex and that school said nope that's bullshit and these fucking beautiful angel babies (laughs) are we're not trying to sound condescending no 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 this is like the greatest compliment yes but i mean call them babies i call everything babies I know, but to them, to but like B- an 18 year old or a 16 year old who like feels really impassioned about BBs, something. like BBS. That's, not, a, that's not, how the young kids talk. Not like babies, <laughs> B-A-B-I-E-S. It's like when I made scones the other day and I told them, I called them my sweet scone babies. Okay. Even though they weren't babies, they were regular size scones. Okay. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. I, Look, I understand no that. No young people are listening to our show. That's true. That's also very true. But. We love you, and you gotta you gotta keep it going, guys. There's so much alcohol in this. Oh, there's so much. I've had like three <laughs> sips, and I'm fucking gone. This episode's gonna be a fucking mess. Oh Kate, my God. Kate, <laughs> we need you. Kate. Okay. Um, I don't know what I was talking about, but okay. anyways, these these young kids that are going out there and they're fucking standing up for what they believe in. If they just they bring a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. I'm not being like funny. Yeah. And like condescending or whatever. Like genuinely, you guys are going to save the country. It's just like the kids that came out after the Parkland shootings. Like yeah. they're fucking And heroes. also like tell us like millennials what to do. Yeah. Millennials <laughs> are fucking drowning here. We don't know what to do. <laughs> like we want to help. We do want to help. But we like can't, we can't stage a walkout from our jobs, guys. We need the money. We really need the money. So like, tell us what else we can do. We will do anything but that. OK, I think we need to move on. <laughs> so that little chart will be on the blog. It's so cool. It's it very cool. informative. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, obviously not everyone is going to fall into these specific categories. Like I like that mm-hmm. Bailey's original is on the high turnout Democratic side, but Irish cream is on the high turnout Republican yeah. side. What does that mean? What other brand is there besides Bailey's for Irish cream? What does that mean? I don't know. Also, Maybe all other brands. Yeah, if you drink Kahlua, you're in trouble, man. You got to vote Republican. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're I mean, you don't on. have to. We will welcome you with this open arms. This is what arms. the chart says, all right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've gotten really distracted. Amy uh, loves charts. I do love charts, but also I was just like, I was like, okay, we're done with the chart. So I like went to go flip back to my notes, but then I got distracted because I put a bunch of GIFs in the folder. <laughs> oh my God. It's fucking GIF. <laughs> of politicians is GIFs. Oh my God. No, it's of GIF. Of politicians eating corn no, dogs. I, know. I fucking saw one of them. I don't remember who it was, but they look fucking <laughs> stupid. And then I saw Papa Bernie eating a corn dog and I thought, that's our future president. <laughs> Look at him go. He doesn't even care. Okay. We got to move on. Yeah. Okay. Amy. Melissa. Give it to me, baby. Oh, boy. Okay. Let me get back to I don't to even notes. understand what this is going to be. We're already <laughs> over 30 minutes in. I mean, we always are by this point. That's true. You're right. Yeah. That's okay. It. So I'm going to give you a brief history of diners, and then I'm going to talk to you about yes. American politics and how those two things are fucking related. Yes. Okay. Okay. So history of diners. <laughs> 
So diner is actually used to be on wheels. So like what we think of today as like food trucks. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. what we would call a diner in like the early 1900s. Um, the first diner, quote unquote, was re- a repurposed horse-drawn carriage. So that's fucking how old this term is. Is from like horse carriage times. Uh, it was made in Rhode Island by wa- Water. Water? <laughs> water or Walter? I wrote Water. I have a seeking suspicion it's Walter. <laughs> okay. So Walter. Walter Scott. Ooh, Walter Scott. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he he uh, repurposed a horse-drawn carriage and he served late night and lunchtime. So, like, essentially it was, like, what we think of, a, like, lunch trucks nowadays. Nice. Like, yeah. I don't have a lot of experience with those, but I know of them. I mean, my only experience of them is, like, from having sig- a significant other that worked in construction and they used to call them roach trucks because the quality of food was not great. So, anywho, Melissa's making like a face. That. I don't like yeah. that. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I forgot for a moment what that word does to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, soon others after Water or Walter, whatever the fuck his name is, that Scott dude, soon after <laughs> he created his, others uh, started making lunch carriages also. Okay. And then uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts, an entrepreneur discovered how to retrofit lunch cars and sell them for profit. So he'd buy up like old used carriages and then mm-hmm. like like refit them sure. so that they could have like a little ice box and a little stove okay, in okay, them okay, okay. and then sell those to entrepreneurs so he started this Ugh, business doing entrepreneurs. it yep so he made the th buckley sidebar. <laughs> sidebar i'm teaching a class at an elementary school <laughs> elementary school and an elementary school and there's this one kid melissa's that- around your children <laughs> Hey, every time I leave, because it's every Friday, every time I leave, the lady that runs it goes, go home and have a cocktail. And I'm like, bitch, you better believe. <laughs> All right? Because I haven't been drinking during the week. So by the time I hit Friday, Whoa. I am ready. Anyway, so there's a little angel that is in my class. And I love him so much. And one of the words that I had to teach them was what entrepreneur meant. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of catching up. So I sat down with him and I was like, oh, can you tell me what this means? Can you tell me what this means? And he knew what all the words meant. Oh. And then I got to entrepreneur and I'm like, hey, do you know what entrepreneur means? And he like throws his hands up and they are like super dramatic. And he's like, do I know what it means? I'm not sure I can even say it. <laughs> And that's it. I taught him how to say entrepreneur. Aww. And it was great. It was so funny. And I was like, bro, that's fine. I still can't spell it to this day. I spell it wrong every time I write it. So it's totally fine that you don't know how to say it. We're going to learn how to say it together. And I love him. so sweet. He's the sweetest baby I've ever met. The sweatest baby I've ever met. (laughs) Sweat means like chill and cool. You can't, you guys can't tell, but I'm like putting my arm back like a real like chill chick. Yep. That's what sweat means. Oh, we have to stop recording two episodes at once. He's an angel. So fucked up. Entrepreneurs fucking suck. Okay, moving on. Okay, so this dude in Worcester. 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 T.H. Buckley. He founded the Worcester Lunch Car Company in the late 1800s, and then he quickly turned profits with this company. And then uh, at this time, lunch cars had uh, awnings and overhang. Like he made them real, like awnings. (laughs) He like did the whole pimp my ride thing to horse-drawn carriages. So they had like these fancy like lettering and frosted okay. glass and painted murals Feeling on it. the exterior. 
On the inside, there was an ice box, the latest of refrigeration. Why he's like exaggerating everything? Okay, there was an ice box and a food truck, which makes sense. (laughs) It's the latest in refrigeration technology. Yes, yes. And a stove. Top of the line. I feel like none. I feel like food trucks are really unsafe. Yeah, I really want all those cooking, cooking, cooking implements (laughs) and a truck. So I think you know this about me, but I have like a million ideas of different businesses I want to start. What? And I really fucking want a food truck. Food trucks are fucking balling. I want. A grilled cheese food truck. So bad. Fancy grilled cheese. Fancy grilled okay, cheese. Okay, so here's a, so here's a com- conversation. <laughs> Guys, I'm really fucking drunk. Um, so I am part of a Twitter. Okay, all I can hear is the ice in your solo cup. I know, because I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, all I, so. <laughs> okay. Water, water, okay. water, water. Bring it together. <laughs> So I am part of a food mm-hmm. like DM group on Twitter. Okay, it's a bunch of socialist peeps mm-hmm. started up a food DM that's mostly about Bon Appetit episodes. Okay, but also talk about food. And someone had commented, "Hey, what's the deal with putting an egg on in a grilled cheese? Like, what is that? Is that just an egg and cheese sandwich?" Mm-hmm. Stuff like grilled cheese with egg. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Because my boss the other day was just saying how she likes to put an egg. I've never heard that. In her grilled cheese. Bizarre. And I just don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm here for an egg and cheese. Yeah. But at what point does it stop being an egg and cheese and becomes a grilled cheese? And at what point does a grilled cheese. When you butter the bread. Stop being a grilled cheese. Because you've when put you don't butter a the bread. whole fucking egg in it. Yeah, I think it's, it comes down to the buttering the bread and like how like do you if you butter the bread do you butter toast or are you buttering bread and then grilling it? Mm. Like that's the question for me. It's true. When we do an egg and cheese, we have English muffins. Yeah, we that's generally how English I do egg and cheese too, and then put butter on it and then put the egg on mm-hmm. it. But like I'm like I like really to... intrigued by this egg and cheese thing. But when I have an egg and cheese sandwich, I grill my English muffins. So now am like I making in the pan? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so grilled English grilled muffins cheese? are fucking amazing. Oh well, yeah. So, so is yeah. that a grilled cheese, but with an egg on it? Mm. So my feeling is, it's a grilled cheese because it has the the proportion of cheese mm-hmm. is greater than the pr- proportion of egg. Mm. If you get to a point where there's less cheese than egg, then it's an egg and cheese. Yeah, not a grilled cheese. Big questions. And now I'm thinking I got to try one. Yeah. Yeah. But one also of, thinking I don't want one. One of my favorite sandwiches is Elvis's favorite sandwich. Peanut butter and banana grilled? That was his. Uh, that was Priscilla's. What? I thought that was like his thing. I thought it's, you did the whole banana. And- it's His is peanut butter grilled. Hers is peanut butter banana grilled. Oh. So, yeah. So it's a grilled cheese sandwich, but instead of cheese in the middle, it's peanut butter. Mm. See here, I'm the here it's for that. Real good. I'm gonna have to let my Twitter buddies know that we had this conversation. Yeah, and do then, it. <laughs> anyways, I don't know why I even said that. Let's move on. What okay. were we talking about? Uh, were you? Did you finish the thing about the drink? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're being funny, right? Guys, we're fucked. This is a mess. Amy, you got to pull it together. 
Yeah, we were talking okay. about what were you talking about? We somehow got onto grilled food cheese. Trucks. Food trucks. Food That's trucks. what we were talking about. Yep. <laughs> yep. Food trucks. Okay. I'm there. We gotta bring it together for the rest of the episode. Because people probably will have already shut this off. <laughs> and if they haven't yet, we really need to bring it together so that they don't leave us because we really need the listeners. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So uh yeah. Uh so in <laughs> Don't laugh. In 1930, 13, yes. excuse me, 1913. That's so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Who was even alive then? Come on. Um, Jerry Mahoney was alive. <laughs> Jerry Mahoney. I knew a Kathleen Mahoney in high school. Oh, maybe he's related. She was real, she was real cute. <laughs> Jerry, you know, I didn't appreciate her then, but looking back at her now, she's real cute. Okay. She had great hair. Maybe she's related to Jerry. Maybe. Jerry happened to invent the first stationary diner nice so what we think of today as a modern diner he's the dude that made that happen wow 1913 yep and uh, the diners back then is like kind of confusing doing the research because like it was so remember the like worcester food truck company or whatever the fuck it was called that i just talked about oh you just talked about it Okay, yes, I do remember. This is like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> the Worcester Lunch Car Company. Excuse okay, me. yeah, that make, that sounds familiar. Yeah, the Worcester Lunch Car Company, right? So this, so T.H. Uh, Buckley had like found a way to take these horse-drawn carriages, retrofit them, sell them as lunch cars, right? Mm-hmm. Or a.k.a. diners, which is yep. what they were called at the yep. time. Well, uh, in 1913, Jerry Mahoney did that, but like with uh, like almost, you know how like Sears used to do like mail-order houses? Like you'd look at the Sears catalog in the early 1900s and you'd be like, that's the house I want. Oh, yeah. And they'd send you like a fucking kit to Yo, build it. Yeah. Amy, I totally remember that in the <laughs> 1900s. I mean, Sears have you ever had that? heard that? No. I don't mean do you personally remember that? No. You never heard that? Nope. What? No. Okay. It's like a thing. We're like, <laughs> there, are, there are certain houses, like especially in New England. I mean, they do that now. So like I can... I understand right. the concept. But like house like houses nowadays, like like if you for instance, if you're like going to sell your house that was like built in nineteen twenties or whatever. Right. And it was a Sears house and it hasn't yeah. been touched, like it makes its value worth more sure. because it's like yes. it's a footprint and a style that it doesn't exist the anymore. Time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the same existed with like these early stationary diners too. Okay. Right. So Jerry Mahoney, that's what he did, is he like made like essentially like a diner kit that he would send you you'd mail order it and then you could like put it up so it would have like tile flooring and it would have a bathroom (laughs) wait a bathroom (laughs) the luxury yeah it would have a kitchen it's a a fucking goddamn restaurant it's a restaurant it's a mail order restaurant um and they had lunch counters and then additional seating too so before like in these early days, they didn't have, like, booth seating, like what we think. It, would, mm. it was just the lunch counter. Like, okay. that was it. Okay. And then they... So they could make... Because weren't a lot of the diners, like, in, like, train cars and stuff, like, repurposed? Or is that just a thing that fucking loser new people do? Like, I have no idea what you're asking 21st me. 21st <laughs> century. Like, we went to that diner in Minneapolis. It was actually outside of it, Minneapolis. Oh, but yeah. But that was like... In St. Paul. Like, a just a car. Mm-hmm. Like, a train car kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, it was very small, and it was mostly just the counter. Yeah. Because you would have to be pretty small to just be the counter. Because if they have a big space, they're not going to right. only put a counter. We've been we've been at a couple... We went to a place in Portland, too, that was, was like that, didn't we? 
problem. You and I went to Portland once. Yeah, I only remember two things about that. I remember going to the Amy Schumer show. Yeah. I remember going to the pizza place, Portland, uh, with the, the, it's a Portland Pico? No. No, it's like the fire. It was some fire, brick fire. Yeah. And us thing. getting a table because we were super pregnant. Oh, yeah. It was a really long wait. I just kept holding my belly. Yeah, it was a really long I wait. I milked that. And I went up to the hostess <laughs> and I was like, hey, I know it's a long wait, but my friend is like super fucking pregnant. <laughs> Which you were. It wasn't a lie. I and was. I'm like, she really got to sit. And they moved us up. Yeah. On the list. And we got a seat like immediately. And it was delicious. That's oh, the, I forgot those are the that. only two things I, I should remember. get pregnant again so I can milk it. No. <laughs> Well, I would love the perks. (laughs) Please, no. Yeah, no. No more babies in my house. Moving on. Okay. So, uh, stationary diners really started to take off in the 1930s and 40s. And this is because women were increasingly joining the workforce during this time. During World War II. Make your own dinner. Yep. Uh, So... Diners started boasting like home cooked meals. That's when like all that like language and marketing that you see today with diners. That's when that started. They're like, oh, it's like just as good as mom makes it. Like because everybody was fucking working. Nobody had time to make dinner. Right. Uh, And then because this diners became like a uniquely American food establishment, they became synonymous. (laughs) I was like synonymous. What does that mean? Why is that word so hard all of a sudden? Synonymous. Good job. With Americana. And they started to enter popular culture in the 1950s and beyond. So they're considered like the most authentic American cuisine. I mean, I fucking love a good diner. Yeah, I do too. Even that, again, that diner we went to in Minneapolis where everybody was terrible. Yeah, like being rude was their shtick. Yeah, and the ATM machine didn't work. And it seemed like maybe it was a little dirty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the food wasn't great. I'm not going to tell you what the name of the diner was, but it was but, down the street from the uh, Scientology Center yeah. in oh, St. Paul. Yeah, in St. Paul. That's right. And that yep. was a fucking amazing experience, even though it was like slightly shitty. Yeah. <laughs> the food wasn't great. Yeah. But, but it was a great experience. We're like, oh, we get to sit here at this counter and be made fun and of by our at, cook. You made, watch this asshole cook be like just a dick to us. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so... That's a little brief history of diners. I'm going to talk a little bit about brief history of politicians eating. Okay. <laughs> My fucking. Just eating in general. <laughs> yes. My section the, headers. The, shockingly, they have to eat. <laughs> they do. They are. Even though they human. are demons. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what are two things, Melissa, that we see every campaign season? Uh, politicians <laughs> going to diners. And? politicians kissing babies <laughs> yes wait really yes yeah. <laughs> i feel like i just won jeopardy you did it's wonderful uh so both are measures of like the candidates authenticity right you gotta go to the diner and eat with the working people man right exactly you gotta go to the diner where my husband's uncle was stabbed outside of yes you know specifically yeah well trump went to that one i'm sure everybody went to that one sure other everyone's went to that one um so I, i there's a couple reasons why diners and just like eating in general like the performative art of eating mm. for candidates is such a thing now which well I'll, it's something that everybody has to do so it connects them to the rest of the right. public so there's like <laughs> it's it's past the one what is what i said funny or is what you're about to say funny it's just funny to me. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's all right. We're getting there. 
So we're coming up with the one year, or we already passed the one year anniversary of our podcast. No, uh, no, no, no. No, the one year anniversary of our of the, conce- of the conception. The, yes, That's what when I When the podcast was conceived right. in our wombs. Right. <laughs> Together. Guys, I'm so proud of it. Our podcast was conceived on Valentine's Day. In our brain wombs. In our brain wombs. And I spent the next week of work, like at my job, getting absolutely zero work done and only working on the Your boss listens to this. And she fucking loves me. It's fine. Because she's great. Oh, God. I got my work done. Don't even worry about it. Okay. So I was just thinking, like, when this idea first came, my yes. shit's like getting lower and lower. No, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one of them titties to pop out. Oh God! Uh, hi, Jake. I hi, my think, darling I don't husband. Think I've never seen your tits. Yeah, I don't think you have either. You see how I just <laughs> now you're just staring at them. Jesus fucking! You just licked your lips, Melissa, and you're staring at my tits. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> really great tits. Okay, I don't know that. I've never seen them. Okay. In case anyone's wondering, don't have that kind of relationship. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? So we got to get back. I don't fucking remember. Okay. I don't remember the politicians going to diners. Yes. Yes. Right. I was trying to make a little sidebar, but I can't remember where I was going with it. So fuck it. Say so. tit sidebar. <laughs> so um, eating is one of the biggest measures of a candidate's yeah. authenticity yeah, you right like eat the people's food and the right. people think you're oh he's just a regular dude i could have a beer with him right so you can couldn't you-, you couldn't have a beer with him just fyi right but can you think of any like major like political gaffes or or like moments where like a politician connected with people via food or, or a drink i mean they're Mm. Or like I was we're- gonna say something that you taught me on this show, but I'm not <laughs> sure if I have the facts right. So I'm okay. just gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth on this one. Why don't you okay. tell me, Amy? Well, like, do you remember when um President Obama gave the State of the Union address and then the Republicans were like, We're gonna pl- pick Marco Rubio to give Wait, the counter give the oh, backtrack. Obama what? When Obama gave the State of the Union address? Gave the State of the Union address. Did okay. I did I slur all those words yes. together? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so Obama. It's gave the about city. that point where the booze is making my jaw lazy. Drink that water. Yeah, I'm drinking it. And then the Republicans chose Marco Rubio to give the counter address. So that's okay. something that happens anytime a president gives a State of the Union address. That the party that isn't in the presidency picks a uh, someone that they think is like an up uh, uprising star, sure. like a young <laughs> Marco Rubio. Yeah, so they picked Marco Rubio. What a fucking idiot. And then he like was talking. And his, he had, like, a little, like, baby water bottle. It was, like, off screen. Do you remember this? I did not Oh, my this. God. I'm going to post this to Here's the blog. Here's the thing, guys. Or we're going to tweet it. We're going to do something. I'm very passionate about what happens to people, like, the everyday American person mm-hmm. in their lives and, like, making sure that they're okay. But I also refuse to ruin my life by watching mm. State of the Unions and also the this um, will not ruin your life responses to those State of the Unions. So Marco Rubio and his response, I do feel like I remember he got real nervous about this. Yeah, and when people get nervous, they get parched. Oh yeah, you get you get thirsty, so, baby. But the camera was like on him, and it was like an upper body shot, like from his like lower chest 
up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. So, like, he didn't have a table near him or a stool. Like, you know when you see, like, a Oh, Santa- so he didn't have a water nearby. Right. He did have a water that was off camera. But sure. he had to reach for it. Sure. So he reached for it. Yeah. Like, visibly stretching his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's extending doing a his arm. Grabbed the little baby water bottle. It was like one of the little mini little water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> he drank he's the it. He's a fucking baby. He drank it and then he put it back, Melissa. Okay. He put it back on whatever stool or table what was off this camera. What does have to do with what we're talking about? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so he put it back and then he keeps talking. He gets thirsty again. So he keeps reaching. He reaches again, grabs it, drinks it. Tiny water bottle. Puts it back. Like a little baby. Why didn't he hold it in his hands, Melissa? I don't It's awkward. It's just, I don't know. but it's more awkward to keep reaching. Sure. So he keeps reaching and it becomes like this major weird gaff. I do not remember this it's at this, all. It's this political moment where people are like, he can't even get through a fucking five minute speech. Look. Dry mouth affects millions of Americans every single day. But then plan and have a full-size grown water. What does this have to do with anything, Amy? The way that candidates interact with food and drink. Okay, okay. Dictates how the American people So after this, see people them. thought he was like a fucking baby? They thought they were just like, he can't. He has no political He's future. got dry mouth. There's nothing he can do. Look, I am very left. So I got to tell you, I'm no fan of Marco Rubio, but that's. A I fucking, just wish he would be his true gay a, Latin self. That's fucking stupid take. <laughs> Not the gay thing. The <laughs> him reaching for water every time like, right. made him look stupid or whatever. But it was it's it's weird the amount of times he reached for water. OK, like it's I don't remember it. So maybe. Yeah, maybe it was excessive. He just kept going. Okay. And he didn't hold the bottle. Like, after the third time, you think, okay. Yeah, hold- just keep just it there. Just keep, keep it there. Keep but it with he doesn't. you. He doesn't. Okay. So, like, people use the way that candidates interact with food and beverage as, like, a way to judge oh, their sure. overall character. Oh, right? what candidate could I ha- see myself having a beer with? Like, right. that means anything about how they would run a country. So, de Blasio experiences, too, with the way he ate a pizza. So, like, a New Yorker, de Blasio's an Italian last name. You should know how to fucking eat a pizza, which is to fold it. In half, lengthwise, and eat. He ate it with a fucking fork and knife. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> like, look. So people are like, he's not a real New Yorker. He's an no, elitist. Look, if that's how you eat pizza, that's fine. But here's the thing. That's your fucking shame. Right. And you should hide it. Right. <laughs> it's, I... like, it's like, here, guys, I'll tell you my shame because I'm not a politician. You know, Cheetos... Like the real, mm-hmm. like crunchy ones, not the air puffed ones. Yep, crunchy understood. ones. You know, you can't. You eat those with your finger. You get your fingers. You get your fingers all orange. You yep. know? Do you know what I do? Lick your fingers. No, I eat those babies with a fork. What? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. And I. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. You just stick them with a fork. I just assumed that they would like crumble nope. or break nope. in half. They're plenty hard. Oh. Eat them with a fork, baby. It's the way to go. Here's the thing. I'm never going to run for political office. Yes. Because if I was, I would never tell you that I eat Cheetos with a fork. Right. So, you know. So, like, tonight we ate pizza. I folded yeah. it in half. Well, but, yeah. Who eats pizza with a fork? I also eat pizza with a fork. 
But that's like when I'm on campus and I'm grading papers or something and I'm eating at like the school cafeteria. Oh, you cafeteria don't want to get like grease. Because I don't want to get your, grease on, on my papers. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. So like it depends. It's situational, right? But again, if I know I'm being but when photographed. you're a politician, everything is just. And I have an Italian last name. You better. New Yorkers are very serious about food. Yes. Stuff. You better like be damn well sure I'm going to fold my pizza. If that's the right way to eat it. I understand that. That's what Audrey Hepburn taught me in Roman Holiday. Gregory Peck. <laughs> he teaches how to eat pizza. It's right. anyways. So eating is like this big measure of a candidate's authenticity. Is my point. Okay. So how one consumes food and drink dictates how the American people see them. And then um, also like there's this like Trump gets into fucking Twitter fights there. But he got in like yeah. a Twitter fight with like uh, Kasich about the way he ate spaghetti. He's so fucking stupid he called him an animal and i just like i want to see the visual evidence of john Kasich eating spaghetti like an animal like i want to see him like like holding the plate up and just going like ah i mean when i eat spaghetti i do hold the plate up (laughs) but but not using a fork i have a fork i want to see john Kasich digging his face what i actually do is i do the like proper thing whereas you use a spoon mm. to like twirl, just twirl it yeah and then like halfway through i'm like this isn't working and then i just pick the plate up and just fucking shove it into my mouth <laughs> like great. a real american yep yep gets frustrated says fuck it i'm eating it my way yeah yeah so Something that's happened like in relatively recent years is this kind of like purity test of people, especially people who are running for president mm-hmm, in the United States, mm-hmm. where, where we're like, okay, we want to make sure that they're a true American, they're a real American, that they speak to the people, right? What so you see all this. fuck does that even mean? I know. it's It changes, right? It's just complete fucking that's bullshit. That's what America is. It's different. But you see like, it's essentially like them being true to themselves and sure. being true to their base, right? Yeah. So like with Bill Clinton, it was like him being like soulful and playing the sax and like joking and then, around like, with having people. having heart disease. Right. <laughs> And then having to, like, have surgery and then, like, not like, eating all those things and losing a bunch of weight. Right. But, like, Obama, too. Like, when he was on also the campaign the trail. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Clinton the rape. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just want to make, sh- make clear it was Clinton and the rape. Yep. <laughs> Rapes. Obama, we don't know any. There's no rape there. Yeah. Just, no rape you know, there. like, bom- a lot of bombing. Yeah. Um, and but he would always immigrants. sing gospel songs, right? Like every time you go into like a black church, he would sing gospel because okay. yes, he like sure, speak sure. to his base, right? Yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and then he like did a horrible job. Anytime he was on the campaign trail, like he would tell a story that like Michelle had told like the day before. Michelle would tell it way fucking better. Wait, what? And he would like do a horrible fucking oh my job. God, really? Yes. There's like there's an ex- I can't remember behind what behind every good man is a good woman. Yeah, she or would tell AKA this AKA behind every good man is a better woman. I remember watching Jimmy Kimmel and watching Michelle Obama tell a story She's that was so like so personable. Yeah, it was personal and funny and everybody laughed. <laughs> and then like the very next day Obama was on the Daily Show with Jon Stewart and he told the same fucking story and he like paused at the same moments Michelle did but nobody laughed. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, I mean, man, you're bombing. 
We're not Obama bomb. Um, <laughs> we're not going to get into it. Obama did a lot of great things. He also did a lot of really shitty things. Yes. And also Michelle is a fucking beast. Yes. I love her. Um, but you also saw like like George W. Bush like driving pickup trucks all the sure, time. And sure. you're like, look, you... I'm an a real true American. Right. Like yeah. it's all these like fucked up bullshit purity things. And then all the like came from purity like the politics median. is bullshit. Right. I agree. No one is going to be your perfect match. But, but these like weird authenticity tests are still what the majority of Americans base their opinions off of, right? So like in New Hampshire, especially there's this thing like that. First in the nation, baby. Right. We're the first in the nation for primary. So like we employ or candidates employ what's called retail politics. You know what retail politics are? No. Shaking hands, kissing babies. Getting to know people. Why is that retail? Oh, because like it's in like retail, customer you service. gotta be like, oh, everybody's great. You're always right, even right. though you're an asshole. You gotta be personable, right? Okay. So the argument for this, if if any of our listeners want to listen to like a really quality podcast, not that we're not a really quality podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. We're great, but this is a different. This is like a highly produced, well-researched podcast called Stranglehold, put out by NHPR. Yeah, I don't know that one. Oh, it's so good. Um, but it talks all about like the history of the New Hampshire primary. Um, the reporter who who does the podcast, she's like lost friends because she takes the stance like of being very critical of the New Hampshire primary. Um, it's fucking bullshit. Who fucking cares? Yeah, it's why do we have to be first? Na- who? It gives it gives the state cares. it gives the economy a huge boost and it gives the state a lot of political authority. Sure. Which I, I'm not saying is the right thing, but that's like that's the people who want it. They want that, right? All the fucking so candidates come to our state. And, right, exactly. Which I do enjoy. I do yeah. enjoy the option to and think of like all the going po- to see everybody. The reporting, like the journalism careers that would not exist in this state if we're not. And I'm not saying, again, that we should be first in the nation. I'm just saying like these are the arguments for it, right? But anyways, there's a great podcast out there called Stranglehold All About This. Um, but the, the retail politics reigns supreme in New Hampshire. Yes. And as I talked about when we talked about the history of diners and diner culture, that originated in New England. So Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and obviously New Hampshire as well is included in that too. Um, but diners are like a very New England thing. They're a New England staple. And then obviously too, we have like this modern age of media as well too. So we have this like kind of performative nature of everyday tasks by the candidates. Mm. So you see them... Um, like eating and being like one of the people and it's oh, all this they're like one of us. right they're so, not one of us right <laughs> so it used to be that food was like a very transactional thing for presidential candidates where it was just like big banquets or you know like um there was actually like in the early days of voting before there were laws against like bribing people for votes there would be like you'd buy people meals if they proved could prove that they voted for you okay um like candidates would and then there were like these huge election day bonfires too and cookouts and barbecues and things i know it doesn't go to a fucking election day like bonfire you should have one okay so here's the thing so for the i I feel like you should stop drinking that just because (laughs) i'm so drunk that i feel like you really should stop I had a whole glass of water in between i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty sober i haven't had any water so yeah that's that's a problem yeah um so loud <laughs> fucking cups um like what were we talking <laughs> uh election day bonfires oh yes i took <laughs> i took 
the election day off mm-hmm. and the day after. Nice. So, like, my boss was like, oh, because my birthday is the day before mm-hmm. election day. Oh, you're taking it off for your birthday. I'm like, no. No, I'm taking it off for the election because regardless of the outcome, I'm going to be fucking wrecked <laughs> the next day. If 2016 is anything to go by. Yeah. The day after the 2016 election, I was fucking wrecked. I mean, I came home from the bar crying oh no and my husband was like just go to bed like it it's gonna be what it's gonna be like, what's happening <laughs> so i mean i took both days off i was like i'm gonna need time you're playing in the head so if we want to have a party for election yes. night i'm here for it we should do a live recording of the shaskeen amy what <laughs> You're out of control. We'll talk about it. All right, let's move on. I have so many ideas, Melissa. That would be really difficult. It's very loud. Move on. Moving on. <laughs> Rolling my eyes. Um, so food used to be like a symbol of access to politicians, essentially, right? Yes. So you'd have like these big banquet dinners, these fundraisers, VIP, VIP events. <laughs> Fucking Christ. And then as media became more prevalent... Um, you know, politicians adjusted from these like huge fundraising things, which they still have, obviously. But yeah. but uh, eating is more like a performative art, right? So the trend started way back with Franklin Franklin Roosevelt. Why are words so fucking hard? Because <laughs> we're drinking this all American dumpster fire. Yes. Uh, drinking the Kool Aid. That's yeah. a horrible euphemism. I should never fucking say yeah, that. Yeah, really every bad. time I say it, I regret it. A lot it. of people died. A lot of people died. Children were murdered. Moving. It's on. horrible. Um. So, uh, Franklin Roosevelt was the first politician to be photographed eating a quote unquote American food in a casual setting. So while campaigning, he grabbed a burger and ate it in his car. I actually, have photos. One of the things I find most it's in the drive. What Is it the, in the drive? You yeah. have so many pictures. I have so drive. many pictures. One of the finds I things I find most joyous about this photo is the look of pure joy on the onlookers faces like everyone is just so happy okay so wait who are you talking about franklin roosevelt to be seeing franklin roosevelt eating a fucking burger in his car it's like a model t pushes can uh, i don't see it's a black and white photo bobby kennedy ford walter mondale eisenhower Wait, was that what you said? Roosevelt. Roosevelt. <laughs> I don't... Chris Christie. What the fuck do you have Chris Christie on here? Because it, it's... You okay. have like, multiple photos at, like, multiple versions. Oh, do I? Yeah. I saved a... Bu- I can't find it. Just keep talking. Okay. Oh, I see it. It's not... Li- okay, it's, it's... It's not labeled with his name, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's this other dude eating a burger. Yeah, it says campaign manager. Look at this fucking kid. But, but like, there's just people in the background, and they just like, this I'm fucking so fucking kid excited. Looks like a demon. <laughs> yeah, no, he's fucking getting down with a burger. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a photo too in the drive. So of, many bolo hats. Yeah, I know of JFK uh, eating with his brother Bobby Kennedy or Robert Kennedy uh, at a diner. So this is the first time of a politician eating at a diner, and they're again eating a burger. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then by the time the 1960s come around or 1970s come around, the trend is like really widely recognized. Uh, the New York Times features op-eds about the phenomena and they even like criticize candidates too. So like if a politician wanted to like get the like 
Latino vote, they would be seen eating at like Latino restaurants. Sure. Or I love, I don't know what this picture is, but it's Al Gore mixing <laughs> like, maybe meat. Yes. And he is like fucking struggling. He's making a stew. And the women around him think it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing they've ever seen. And I love it because this was definitely the best part of this woman's day. Mm-hmm. Like, the other lady's like, haha, it's funny. But this one woman, she's like, la- is like losing laughing. her fucking shit. And I love it. It's so great. It's so great. So, like, I have a lot of pictures. I'm going to post them to the blog of different politicians eating. Oh, Trump's in here and he looks different like food. a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's Look, weird because he's eating Trump- some fucking bougie food and there's a picture of him in the background. Yeah, there's a picture of himself in the background. Because So, all the photos of Trump eating. Like, he's the one politician that does not follow this trend, right? Even, so like, like, Huckabee kind of looks nice eating. Yeah. He really looks like Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. Yeah, he does. Like, that is fucking... It's I can't weird. remember his name in it, but that... Underwood. Underwood. Frank Underwood. This is fucking Frank Underwood right yeah. there, eating a fucking Except White Castle Not spider. as capable. <laughs> I mean, Frank Underwood is pretty fucking awful. Um, this, is this Mitt Romney? Eating a fucking corn dog with his tongue sticking out. Who allowed who allowed them to take this picture? He looks like a fucking idiot. He's like, I'm eating this corn dog. Guys, all these pictures will be on the blog. Yeah. All if you're of them are curious so about what we're talking about, it's on the blog. Yeah, it's so great. Uh that's Rick Perry. That's Rick Perry? Yeah, that's Rick Perry with I his tongue out. Genuinely forgot about rick perry it's because he's not wearing his smart person glasses I in this photo that he existed he's in charge of the department of energy now. i know i forgot that he was a thing he's he was mentioned in the impeachment trial oh, that's marco rubio so like i said new hampshire retail politics reign supreme here right because candidates really have to meet people face to face that's a whole trend that started in then uh when jimmy carter ran for president jimmy carter like before he ran for president people would be like who's jimmy carter and then people would be like i don't fucking know i've never heard that name before in my life mm. and when he came to new hampshire for primary season he literally went fucking door to door he visited every that's what you gotta do diner man. and he, he sat with people ground. yeah and he turned it around like he had this he like had this huge upset with the new hampshire primary and he ended up clenching the democratic nomination that year because of his support in new hampshire so again if you want to listen to more like listen to strangleholds they have amazing coverage of the new hampshire primary the history and like how we got to this Look this at Papa position Bernie just enjoying life so some of those are gifs yeah the one with papa bernie eating a corn dog yeah. I am fucking so here for where is it? I can't find it, but it's amazing. Can you post gifts of vlog? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'll post all these. So all the corn dog ones are from the Iowa State Fair, mm. um, because Iowa and New Hampshire have this like early voting thing. Even though Iowa is a caucus, it's not. It's different. It's not technically voting. It's weird. Caucusing is so fucking weird. I cannot wrap my head around it. Um, but all you have every fucking candidate. Walking around or holding oh a corn dog. God, this gif of Bernie eating a corn dog. I just cannot get over it. It's so great, oh right? Oh my god, I love him so much. Um, and all of this, like, I got so. I mean, Warren eating corn dog. That's pretty cool too. She so she doesn't. She, she doesn't, doesn't actually eat it. She doesn't she actually just eat it. Holds it up, which I feel like is kind of her whole campaign. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so the funny thing is, is like at the Iowa right before the Iowa caucus, there's the Iowa State Fair, right? And then there's all the candidates. Is that Yang? 
descend on it. Yang is in there. Okay. Um. So I I read this article, this great article, which I'll post all of our sources under the blog too. But it was like chronicling how all the different candidates oh, handled Kamala. the Iowa State Fair, and it was like Bernie, like like it was it was definitely like in Bernie's favor because he's like walking around with a corn dog, he's chewing I on mean, it. He's fucking a house in that. Corn and then dog. he like shares some with his wife too, so like he's just like really comfortable yeah, with it, right? Yeah. Warren never fucking eats her corn dog. She just walks around with it like it's a prop. Oh. Yang. Oh. Yang literally chases down people while holding a turkey leg <laughs> at the Iowa State Fair. You know, guys, I'm sorry <laughs> Yang is out, but good for him for conceding. But anyway. And then the two vegan candidates at the time who were Booker and... Um, Poor Booker's vegan? Yep. And, no and Tulsi Gabbard. She's vegan? Yeah. So Tulsi Gabbard... She's a soldier. She probably murdered people. She's, anti- she's anti-war. She's like a pacifist now. But she has a soldier's she's- heart. I know she's still and she's still she's still um, National Guard, um, but she's like she's an- very anti-war. Okay. She's she's an enigma to me. She's anyways, an enigma. Okay. anyways, she had a horrible advance team for the Iowa State Fair because she went to the only vegetarian place that was at the Iowa State Fair. State fairs, as we know, are very oh, like meat sure. heavy, right, and animal product heavy. Um, she went to the only vegetarian booth there and she, and she was like literally talking to her reporter and being like, I'm vegan. So I have to like, I'm eating it. And then she's fucking eating a (laughs) non-vegan thing. Like she didn't know. Like that sucks. But she just didn't have a good advanced team to like go ahead of her and be like, hey, order this, don't order this, whatever. Right. Cory Booker also vegan. Welcome to the life of being an actual American vegan. Yeah. Cory Booker, also vegan. He had a good advanced team. So they're like the literally the only food you can get at the entire Iowa State Fair is a deep fried peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> only vegan food you can get. So that's what he he got. Good for him. And that's what he's photographed eating. What did Tulsi get? Uh, she got something that was vegetarian. OK, but probably but had not like vegan. egg or something. In yeah. It. Um, and I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. So um, there I have a list of. Um, a short list of missteps um, that led to like political downfall. So I mentioned Ooh. the Marco Rubio thing with the water, yeah. right? Yeah, which seems like a really fucking stupid thing to bring yeah. someone down. I know, and like, then also just had fucking dry mouth, let it go. And then like Kasich, like I said, was made fun of heavily by Trump for the way he ate spaghetti at like this banquet dinner. Um, Gerald Ford in 1976 ate a tamale. Um, <laughs> that sounds innocuous, but like. So someone handed him a plate of tamales and it had the corn husks on them. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't had tamales before, you're supposed to remove the corn husks. Yeah, it's not, it's not a great thing to eat. And he never had a tamale before. Okay. Which is so he fault. just he just picked up the tamale corn husk and all and just like bit into really, it. Really, his team should have right. Set so like that, set him up for that. Ideally, his team should have like dehusked the tamales. Before handing them to him, right? But he ate uh, a corn husk and then he nearly choked on it. Like it was because it's... Because you can't chew it. Because you can't oh, no. chew it. Uh, so he got a ton of negative press. It was ridiculed. And this happened in Texas, too. So oh, there was a God. large Latino population. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. Uh, so he, lo- like, he lost that election. Um, and like modern day press credits the way he w- ate a tamale as the reason... <laughs> It's like the um, who was it with the yow? 
That was Howard Dean. Yeah, Howard Dean. Yeah, I like show that, that clip. Thing. I show that clip to my public speaking like, students. I show that clip with Marco Rubio because that's the same election cycle. Yeah, literally, like it, it's nothing, and it fucking ruined his campaign. Yep. I mean, like, he's ruined it. He was the head of the DNC for a bit. He's still like he's still very actively involved in politics. It's not like his his life is ruined or anything. Sure. Uh, John Kerry, when he was running for president. Ordered a cheesesteak hoagie, and he requ- he made a special request when he ordered it. It was in Philadelphia, um, that it had Swiss cheese instead of uh, American. Is that bad? It's real bougie. Oh, um, Swiss cheese is trash, though. But it <laughs> it gave uh, it signaled to the the American population that he was an elitist. So and that's, they're all elitist guys. I know. I don't know how much <laughs> we need to do to get this through your heads. Every politician is a fucking elitist. Even Bernie, Bernie yeah. is a fucking elitist. His net worth is like two million dollars. Yeah. He's got three houses. That's how it works. They're all elitists. So um, no, I don't want to drink anymore. The, of that. I, I read this really great article on Eater, um, which again I will post a link to. But it was talking about like some of the political gaffes and they were talking about the John Kerry cheese cheesesteak hoagie situation. Right. And um, there was a photographer at the scene when this happened is William Thomas Kane. And he shot Kerry. He was taking pictures of Kerry as this happened, as he was ordering. And he told the reporter that when he heard the candidate ask for Swiss, he thought he just lost Philly. Like, <laughs> like that was his first thought was like so fucking stupid. Look, like, let people like what they like. Look, Swiss, 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 Swiss cheese is trash. I get it. Yeah. But let people like what they like. The reporter also went on to say, too, like he was telling his mom that he was writing this article and his mom, like the first example his mom thought of when he was just like, oh, I'm writing about like political gaffes related to food. His mom was like, oh, like when John Kerry lost (laughs) Pennsylvania because of Swiss cheese. Just hit sorry. the mic with my headphones. Oh no! Um, he yeah, was that's fucking stupid. Yeah, Kerry was equated at the time to uh, Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rendell, who, when faced with a cheesesteak, uh, flipped his tie over his shoulder. I'm miming this, but like he didn't want to get messy, yeah, essentially. Sure. Yeah. And like for Philadelphia people, they were like, "Fuck that! Like cheesesteaks are messy. Like just deal with it." Like they that is him dealing with it. <laughs> it's him making sure his tie doesn't get in his food. I know, I know. Ties so, are kind of fucking bullshit. They are bullshit. They I wish get in the way of everything. I don't understand why people wear silver ties, but whatever. Wear what? Wear ties? Oh, I thought you said silver ties. No, I don't understand why people still wear ties. Is what I was trying still to say. Wear yeah. okay. Um, I mean, they look nice. Yeah, but like, you don't have to wear it. I I I just gets in the it's way. It's like a silly fashion unless thing. you like tuck it into like your buckle belt shoes. and then you look like a fucking idiot. Why do we still do that? buckle shoes well we don't still do buckle shoes oh, but i'm okay. just saying it's Eyes. like buckle shoes in my head like it's as useless mm-hmm. as buckle style, shoes man it's just a style yeah. um you know why do we wear bras you know mm, well i mean that's <laughs> to help for back issues for me well least. not definitely not for me well it 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 it, it weakens your chest muscles yeah i so my daughter holds your boobs up and then it makes them true. sag later in life my six-year-old was like, why do you wear 
a bra Aww. the other day and i told her i said well, get. some women wear bras because uh they want the extra support and it helps their back and someone wear bras because they have it to. covers <laughs> you know their their private parts so it was like a great conversation she asked such great questions i'm She's excited to see her show yeah okay moving on. okay so <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this performative nature of eating is changing um alexander ocasio cortez like it's Ayo, yeah, love her, my bitch. Um, so she's and like, I mean that in the most complimentary way, and yeah. not derogatory at all. Yep, <laughs> that was a beautiful disclaimer. I want to make sure that people know that I mean it respectfully. Yep. Um, so she's kind of changed this in in like the most recent of times, right? In the past year or so, where like she has these Instagram videos and Facebook videos and Twitter videos where she's very just like, online. Yeah, she's she's cooking, right? Like she's cooking, and she, it's like. It's more authentic than the diner encounters. Food, se- yeah, food seems to be the f- these fucking solo cups. <laughs> They're so loud. <laughs> it's all I can hear. You should really stop drinking yours too. Yeah, I'm gonna. Stop. I've stopped drinking mine. Um, like the whole food thing is, people really like grasp onto that, even though it's so regionally defined but it's like a breaking of bread right like oh, sure everybody it's, it's wants very to symbolic. share food with somebody when yeah people say oh i think i could drink a beer with that can what they really mean is i think i could consume something with that candidate aka having dinner or right. whatever because they're personable or yeah right which might be flawed but yeah so the she's she's changing the whole game is my yes. point so i think probably maybe not this election cycle because we're like so into it right now but by the time we hit, you know, four years down the road, like it's diners are not going to play the important part that they do now, especially mm. like diners are so important because New Hampshire is the first in the nation primary and diners are so unanimous with like working class or like older folks, college students, like well, a lot of different they're demographics. They're not expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. You're very working class right now. Yeah, so diners aren't super expensive, but, like, how does that change? Like, how do you... I think it's changing, like, through what AOC is doing, right? But she's just posting stuff about cooking. But she's, like, inviting the public into her personal mealtime. Right. On social media. Right. But there, I think the big thing about diners is that regular people get a chance to actually interact. Right. And it's different. With the politicians. So, like, and it's it's changing, too, like, based on demographics, right? So, like, New Hampshire and Iowa, very white, right? Oh, so fucking white. Very fucking white. Diners resonate most with white audiences. So, like, when you see the South Carolina primary, for instance, you're mm. probably going to see a lot of candidates eating at barbecue joints. Because they're trying which to court the I, black vote. Right. Which I think is very <laughs> similar to just eating. It's the same premise. Right. Just a different word for it. But the, so like there's that question then of like, OK, as candidates start to court like like different kinds of votes, they aren't just after the white vote. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. If they're a good fucking candidate unless that wants to represent all of fucking in, America. Unless you're fucking Buttigieg. But yeah. Sorry, everybody that supports uh, Mayor Butt. Mayor Butt. <laughs> He's got real hard times with the black vote. Let me tell you yes. right now. But that's so like you're going to see more and more like kind of like niche style of eating establishment being being focused on. Right. And even like back in the 80s when Reagan was running. Right. Like he started eating at like McDonald's. Like that was his diner. You know, McDonald's is so good. <laughs> it 
is. I hate to say it. Fucking those chicken chicken nug nugs. Mm. They're mostly carbs. I know. I know. They're fake, but they taste so good. I know. So I have a I have a real quick rundown of the 2020 candidates. Some of them have dropped out already, right? Obviously. How has uh, Tulsi not dropped out yet? And their comfort foods. Because she's just fucking holding on. She's got a soldier's heart. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the 2020 candidates were asked by, uh, I can't remember if it was the New Yorker or Time Magazine. Whatever. They were asked by something about what their comfort food were. So I have all of their answers. So I'm going to real quickly run through them. We're going to, like, bitch about them. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll be done. Okay. <laughs> Papa Bernie only. Anyways, okay. continue. Uh, Cory Booker. Veggies. Most boring man I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> I didn't meet Cory Booker. <laughs> You've never most met. Boring, <laughs> most boring man I've ever heard of. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. Vegan cupcakes. Oh, my God. Beto O'Rourke. Burger or pizza? Okay, it's fucking covering the gamut there. Steve Bullock, burger. Seth I don't know Moulton, who that is. Burger. I don't yeah. know who that is. So all the white dudes I could not tell apart at the burger, beginning of burger, this is burger, 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 burger. Oh my god. John Delaney, grilled chicken sandwich. I don't know who that is from McDonald's. He's dropped out. Ooh. Um. Any chicken sandwich from McDonald's? Yeah. He he also specified that he wanted two of them. <laughs> like it was like when they asked him this, it was like he was placing a food order when he answered <laughs> two. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, baked potato. Definitely speaking to her Minnesota base there. Yeah. No, uh, Michael Bennett, Italian sausage Don't sandwich. Don't know who that is. He's dropped out also. Bill de Blasio, pulled pork sandwich. Mm. Andrew Yang, kind bars. <laughs> Yang? <laughs> this is why you fucking lost and dropped out. <laughs> fucking kind bars? Yeah. Look, kind bars are great, whatever. But like, your fucking comfort food? Yang, what are you doing? That's what I eat when I'm trying to be healthy, Yang. Yeah, that's like, oh, I shouldn't eat like a fucking piece of cake right now, yeah. so I'll have a kind bar. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then John Hickenlooper and Jay Inslee both, who I constantly confused in my head. I don't know who those people both are. Both M&Ms. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, just respond, I like comfort food. <laughs> They were like, what kind of comfort food? And he's just like, I just really like comfort food. When right. I was like campaigning last time, I gained a lot of weight. I just like comfort so food. So I think what he means is I just like food. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Papa Bernie, what? Marianne Williamson. None. Oh, my God. I, none? None. I fucking forgot about her. She's like, I just eat fucking crystals for comfort. Yes. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Beef jerky. Oh, my God. Fuck off, dude. Tim Ryan. Ice cream. Whatever. Julian Castro, iced tea. That's not a food. That's I know. That doesn't I know. count. I know. He said, he said, he didn't just answer iced tea. He said, I don't have a comfort food. I have a comfort drink. It's iced okay, tea. Okay, whatever. Uh, Eric Swalwell. I don't know who that is. Coffee. Uh, okay. Also a drink. Elizabeth Warren, chips and guac. Going after that millennial vote. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> mad about that. I mean, chips and guac is fucking lit. And she's the, I think, the only one that isn't a repeat and also isn't stupid. <laughs> no, I like Bernie's answer. He likes all of it, baby. <laughs> he says, give me that mac and cheese. That's not an answer. Give me that grilled cheese. Give me that chips and guac. Give I me like that burger. Give me that hot dog. <laughs> 
Kamala Harris. Oh, probably not the hot dog. French fries. And Joe Biden declined to participate. <laughs> That's worse than Bernie. <laughs> I didn't fucking work. You know what was funny when he like he didn't have any power and he was just like crazy Uncle Joe. We were all like, ah. we love him. And then he started running for president. And we were like, yeah. fuck no. And after like last election in 2016, we're all like, oh, Bernie should run. Ber- or not Bernie. Biden should run. Biden should run. And then like. I never thought Biden should run. Well, I think a lot of people who didn't want to vote for Hillary, but didn't want fun, to vote for Bernie. He was fun Uncle Joe. Yeah. He like they like wanted the a centrist, but they quote, didn't want. Unquote, middle of the road. Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Middle between Clinton and Bernie. And he's definitely not. He's Clinton. Yeah. He's Clinton all the way. Yeah. Clinton minus the blowjobs. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have any rape allegations against him, so he's doing pretty that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. He does. I, I, I have an issue. So, like, I don't want to feed into the whole, like, Republican talking points of, like, oh, Biden, like, abused his office of power. Because, like, fucking every member of Trump's family has, like, some oh, sort of authority, right? For sure. But I also think, like, Biden, like, and I know Biden can't control his adult children, right? Yeah, but I just that's think, not like, him. But I just think like the like the whole th- he should have like declined Obama's request for him to be in charge of Ukraine. Like I just think like that was oh, okay. dumb as dumb as shit. Like he should have fucking foreseen that some issue would happen. Yeah. Like I don't think that any like stop drinking that. Mm. <laughs> Amy. I can only go by how fucking drunk I am. Oh my god, it's so loud. <laughs> How fucking drunk I am. Yeah. Guys, if you drink this all-American dumpster fire. You will feel like an all-American dumpster oh fire. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I am fucking blit. It's great. It's not great, guys. We're going to sleep and we're going to wake up and feel like shit. I got to do. I got to go to the gym in the morning oh. and also do homework all day. Oh. So, you know. I have to grade paper. See? Both fucking suck. Yeah. Are we done? We're done. That was it. I wanted okay. to, to end on uh, candidates' comfort food. So that was I it. I have no idea what we <laughs> talked about. When I listen back to this episode to edit, I'm going to be like, oh, wow. She had a lot of good information. I, I, I don't know if that's the, I didn't remember the conclusion any you'll come to. So what? What's the summary? Uh, po- People so, running for office love to go to diners to touch base with the American people. Yeah, pretty much. And the reason why diners play such an important role in American politics right now is because New Hampshire is the first in nation primary and diners originated in New England. But that's changing very quickly. OK. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I won't remember any of this. That's cool. It's 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 like such a treasure and a gift to be able to listen back to our own podcast. <laughs> and be surprised. And be surprised. I don't remember saying that. Like I, when I edited the last episode and I was like, holy shit, I'm really drunk. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that every episode I listen back and I'm like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> what? We talked about that? We did that? I I committed to doing oh this God. other thing? The joy. Yeah, it's, it's right. pure joy. So I guess we're done. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening.